When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Pod save the queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen. I'm your host, Anne Ripper, and I have some exciting guests that I'm talking to very shortly to bring you an interview to liven up your lockdown wherever you are, because I am still in the corner of my spare bedroom talking to the wardrobe. So I am still in the same place. But excitingly, we have actually also moved virtually since we're doing everything virtually these days. Um, Thank you very much to Acast for hosting our podcast for the last two years. But we have now moved over to our new podcast platform called DAX. So for most of you, this really shouldn't have any effect at all, as you'll still get it from Apple or Spotify or Google or wherever you get your Pod Save the Queen episodes from. But if you've bookmarked our show page or you listen via the Acast app, then we'll be adding new links in the show notes to our page on DAX and the Global Player, because DAX is part of the Global Player group. So if you're in the UK, you may know Heart Radio and Classic FM. That's all part of Global as well. So it's very exciting to be joining the DAX family. If you have any problems at all finding us during the move, do please get in touch on Twitter or Instagram at podsafe, which I'm sure you're used to by now, or you can email us podsavethequeen at trinitymirror.com. Sorry, I've been a bit slow to reply to some of those emails in there. I have had a good shifty through the mailbox recently, and thank you for those. And particularly to our listener who was very concerned for Russell's health after his outing with Lewis Hamilton recently. So, no, that was great to hear from you. Um, So on with the show. We are trying to mix it up during this time of coronavirus. So some weeks we're bringing you updates about what the royal family are up to and the new ways that they are responding to the crisis. So Russell and I caught up last week, but we're also trying to bring you some escapism from it and find interesting people to bring different perspectives and and explore things. So this week it's a very different perspective really. Um, The writers of the comedy The Windsors joined us. So George Jeffrey and Bert Tyler Moore. We chatted on Zoom the day after the Queen's historic broadcast I don't know whether all of you have seen The Windsors. I have to say, the first time I watched it, it was a bit of an acquired taste. Or I wasn't quite sure about it. My husband was instantly a fan and found it hilarious. It took me a bit longer to warm up to it because it's a very different portrait of the royal family. It is not reverential. It uh, it is it makes it makes fun of them and turns them into pantomime characters, really. So if you are someone who doesn't like to see the royal family being mocked then 
this episode may not be for you and I would recommend that you visit our back catalogue and maybe have a listen to our episode uh, about Ireland if you haven't caught that one yet or maybe the one about when the royals visit uh, regional areas when we caught up with some local reporters because there's some great stories from the guys in there including a very unexpected encounter with the Queen. Uh, so that's my uh, that's one reason that you so this show may not be for everybody and don't worry next week we will be back with either a coronavirus update or Robert Jobson's answers to all of your questions or possibly both but anyway this week it is a fun it is a fun show we had a few issues with my internet connection during it with the zoom dropping in and out but Dan Jackson has worked his usual magic so hopefully it will be as smooth a listen as possible for you if you haven't yet seen the show you might want to do that first. Uh, you can get the Windsor Series 3 on digital now and the 1-3 box set is out on both DVD and digital if you need to catch up from the beginning. That's in the UK. If you're further afield, then check the Netflix listings because I think it is recently dropped there too, which is very exciting and should give you a bit of light relief perhaps during these uncertain times. Anyway, that's a very long way to say here is an interview with the Windsor's writers George Jeffrey and Bert Tyler Moore. Thanks ever so much to them for joining me. It was great fun to chat about the show. So hello and welcome to Pod Save the Queen, George Jeffrey and Bert Tyler Moore, writers of the Windsor's. Great to have you with us, gentlemen. Lovely to be here. Um, before we start, I don't know which of you wants to take on this challenge, but for those of our listeners who may not have seen your show yet, how would you describe The Windsors? It's a satirical show about the British royal family, uh, which um, is done as if it's a dynasty Dallas type uh, soap opera. Uh, so it's very dramatic, very melodramatic, lots of very big stories but all with a original kernel of an idea that uh, hopefully criticizes the existence of an archaic institution. That's terrible. No, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so it, it, it's got, kind of got elements of pantomime and parody and satire and, and just the ridiculous as well, I think, I find. Is that a fair, uh, fair assessment? Yes. Yes, but I think, as George was saying, usually, even though, you know, the stories can be very, very silly, they always have a starting point that's some, some observation or some little thing to do with the royal family that is true. Um, so, for example, um, in the series three, there's a storyline where Charles uh, says, I'm going to be the defender of all faiths, which is something he said he'll do in real life as opposed to the defender of the faith singular, which the Queen is at the moment. So uh, that leads to a storyline where he has to do a black mass because, you know, the Church of Satan is a faith. He has to, has to do that and he ends up conjuring up the devil. So that's kind of how it works. We can start off with that little, little bit of truth and then just go off into whatever crazy world we can dream up. So where, where, going back to the very beginning, what is the kind of origin story? How did you guys get together to come up with this idea well we're always looking um, for ideas and Bert had one <laughs> <laughs> no, well, 
I was going to say it's it sort of it has a heritage from from another show we worked on called Star Stories, which was uh, another Channel Four show back in the noughties, where it was like a, a, a like a spoof biopic each week of a famous person like Elton John or Tom Cruise. Uh, and ironically, they're doing these films for real now, like, you know, the Elton John one and, and, and the Queen one. Anyway, so we were doing that, uh, uh, sort of silly versions of that. And, and the, there's a sort of a, there's a sort of a um, family connection with the Windsors from that. It had a, there's, there's a certain similarity of style and, uh, you know, basing something on, on real life people and, and actual things that would have happened, but, but sort of being silly with it. So one main question our listeners definitely want to know the answer to. It said that royals are fans of the show. Do you know if this is true? And any truth to the rumour that William has seen it and enjoys the show? I think the Gypsy Kate was mentioned that he found particularly entertaining in one report that I saw. Yes, we've heard that as well. And um, we think that might be true. Uh, he did a um, presentation at Channel 4 once and he made uh, several references to the Windsors as if he had seen it uh, and sort of liked it anyway, I think. We've also heard from somebody who met somebody who works for Prince Charles that Charles doesn't like it. He thinks it's a bit mean. Um, and that, that could be, we're not sure. He's Fergie probably, doesn't like it. I was, yes, I can see that he and Fergie, to me, they seem almost very close possibly to people's perception of the character. They've not possibly been taken to the extreme ridiculousness of Camilla as the evil pantomime wicked stepmother who's so, you know, she's a cartoon mm. criminal. Whereas mm. Charles is sort of more got elements of the, the reality of him talking to his plants. And, you know, obviously there's the ridiculous in there as well, but the, and Fergie sort of, um, What's the best way? Always, always after the main chance and and looking looking for a job and doesn't come across particularly bright. Yeah, that's that's probably true. But um, I think Fergie, are lots of people's favourite character from the show, just just from the feedback we get. Um, so I don't know. But she's quite. I don't think she's probably quite close to the real Fergie. But there's, there's something about her that that pe people like in our show anyway. That that that. that that um, they warm to. I, I feel like you do have a soft spot for the Yorks somehow, possibly particularly Beatrice in this series. Is that? Yes. Yes, she's having a bit of a bit of a tough time because she's she's looking for romance and will she find it? And then she finds romance and then her father's a bit embarrassing and will he be able to walk her down the aisle at her wedding? And yeah, so um, it's great having a character like that because... Um, it's just really good to for to think of stories you know it's it's um it's 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 just rom com stuff but that is you know that is all as you say that is all from a real that is a real storyline in the royals playing out right now but i think maybe i'm just always a fan of 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 a dance off essentially and <laughs> And at the risk of at the risk of doing spoilers, the uh, Beatrice storyline of love has a bit of a a, a a dance and Cinderella style element, which is kind of a feel good moment. You feel good for her and you feel happy. It's not just mm. it's not. I didn't take it as pure mockery. No, uh, no, we we uh, we it's, we sort of like all our characters really, but uh, yeah, we do have a soft spot for Beatrice and Eugenie, and uh, 
poor old Beatrice is, uh, you know, her younger sister's got married before her and it's all, everything's looking all right. And then, of course, she, she finally, finally lands her, uh, her count. And so that's all, it's all rather nice. Uh, of course, now, though, tragically, uh, you know, the, the big tragedy of coronavirus is, uh, is her, her wedding's been cancelled. So that's about the third time she's had to postpone it. So that's terrible news for uh, poor old Beatrice. And, of course, Andy can't, uh, can't have the prominent role he might once have had, which uh, <laughs> is yes. also all sorts of, uh, you know, un unheard of victims in this crisis. Well, <laughs> and all rather awkward. So, yeah, the, when did you write and film this series? Because it does all feel very current. There's obviously various kind of references to Andrew's interview thrown in, and it, it feels very now, the third series. Well, we filmed, was it November we filmed it, George? It was, wasn't it? And um, obviously we were writing up to then. And um, I think we got lucky, really, because we we had a storyline about Harry and Meghan getting very fed up and then moving to America, which we didn't know for sure was going to happen. But, you know, something like that was in the ether. and We just, we just went for that, and that was just a lucky guess. And then with, with the Andrew stuff, that was happening he, I think he did that interview in our final week of filming so we were able to get some some little references to that in uh, I think the actor Tim who plays Prince Andrew had actually rapped but we could other characters get references and jokes going so yeah I mean it, so there was a bit of a, a gap between you know filming and going out but but I, I guess we just got lucky with, with, with some of our predictions and we, we also were going to do a load of Andrew stuff we had Andrew stuff in um we always had a lot of andrew stuff in there really we had a, we had a, a christmas song about uh, his relationship with um epstein um, about three years ago yeah uh, um in fact we'd like to have done a, a prince andrew special but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the channel for legal department didn't think that was a very good idea so uh, so, yeah, JK oh, just perhaps cut that out. I don't know. Well, there. Well, I think <laughs> I think we're fine. We've we've addressed Prince Andrew and his uh, his attempts to talk about his misdemeanors in particular, or well, the misdemeanors of the people he was friends with in the past. So, Indeed. Obviously, saying he continues to deny all of the allegations, but is thoroughly out of the spotlight at the moment while the whole thing plays. That's just out. exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Um, so JK, just in case, does ask, what did make you think of Harry and Meghan moving away? There was actually a lot of uh, stuff in the newspapers already. They were, they were, uh, there was talk of them going to Africa. Um, and we just had a guess they might rather go to uh, North America. Uh, so it, it was actually, it was a news story that was, you know, being speculated about. Uh, and we just thought, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, and then luckily they did. And could you see a spin-off series happening of you guys kind of following their adventures in, in America? Or would you see it as being part of a main Windsor's series four? I think there's, there's, um, there's a possibility in that. And lots of people often say, when are Beatrice and Eugenie going to get their own show? Because uh, they're sort of in a little bubble, you know, as well. Um, so all these things are possible, broadcasters. <laughs> 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 Harry and Meghan, it could be like uh, Knott's Landing or the Dynasty. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> or Dallas or whichever one it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, they have gone away. They, you know, their relationships with Hollywood and could do something there, possibly. Meghan's voiceover work, of course. Yeah, yeah. 
So you've talked about people having a, a soft spot for the the York family, but which which are your favourite characters? So George, who would who who would you say is your favourite? Uh, well, I've got a soft spot for Edward because he's um, about our age and uh, he sort of plagued our whole lives, really. <laughs> so I quite like um, uh, him, and he's such a lovable character. Yeah, his whole life's been sort of uh, one slight failure after another, and it's quite funny. Uh, talking about that so I like Edward and Matthew Cottle is uh, so funny the guy who plays him um the Duke I like of Edinburgh. Them all. oh the yeah Duke. and that's his uh, his uh, his only gig now really is the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme and uh, that was it was quite fun um doing a story about that yeah Prince William attempts to get his Duke of Edinburgh award badge in series three and um it's it's a fairly pathetic attempt from both of them I think it's fair to say <laughs> Indeed. How about you? How about you, Bet? What's your who's your favourite character? Um, I'm going to say, I mean, obviously we love them all, but um I'm gonna say Wills because I like his sort of his tortured hero, sort of Hamlet style thing that he has going on. He's always nothing simple or straightforward for him. He's always tortured by what is his role and has he done the right thing and um and also, I think Hugh Skinner is just so funny, uh, and he brings so much to it. So it's like it's fun to write it, and then it's even more fun to see what he'll do with it. Um, I mean, for example, as you were saying, the the, um, the Duke of Edinburgh thing. Uh, I mean, it's great seeing Hugh, Hugh and Matthew together. Uh, I don't think we've done much of them as, as a combination, and um, they were just so funny together, like, like an old school comedy double act uh, from the. Lauren Hardy or something. It's really, really funny. The you talk about Hugh Skinner, well, William wanting questioning whether he's done the right thing and that kind of thing. The the theme of kind of trying to escape royal life seems to be quite a frequent one in your mm. show. It's not just it's not just Harry and Meghan who are looking for a bid for freedom. You've got you know William wanting to go work for the Middletons or or you know different things Charles heading off to well he's Charles is very determined to be king as is Camilla and Kate probably but the rest of the royals don't seem quite so sure about royal life in a lot of ways mm. yeah I mean, it's it's it, it is a sort of a tragedy for them when you know I mean obviously they get to live in massive palaces and get wasted on hand and foot but you know their whole lives are completely mapped out for them um and like like I was saying with Wills that that's uh that's like a just just makes for interesting stories and uh, interesting scenes and uh, you know just just get him you know all tortured and 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 um, caught up in, in in wanting to escape you know and that Middleton story where he he really likes Mike Middleton that's got a kernel of truth in it apparently he is very fond of uh, Kate's mum and dad and uh, does admire them and uh, so we thought it was quite a natural thing for him wanting to you know, abdicate from the throne and go and work as uh, uh, vice president in charge of marketing at party pieces. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, you know, and be with someone who who can talk about football, which uh, in the show is uh, Simon Day, who does it very well. He's very funny. Um, yeah, but that has got a lot of truth in it. Uh, um, you know, um, Mike Middleton has you know pulled himself up by his bootstraps, whereas Charles has uh, had everything handed to him on a plate. And we might admire that. 
have to say I'm a big fan of Pippa, partly because of the uh, the music that always kind of appears as she's <laughs> as she's slinking onto the screen with her eyes big for Harry and uh, just determinedly pursuing that love story that everybody hoped might emerge when uh, from the balcony on on uh, Kate and William's wedding day, really. And also, what what we've done a little bit of in this series is uh, we've borrowed a little bit from the Crown and. Um, the relationship between the Queen and Princess Margaret, and, and the Queen being jealous of her—well, not jealous, jealous but probably of her sort of showy sister—and and Margaret being um, sort of resentful of, 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 of the Queen. And so we've we've sort of gone for a little bit of that, which was um, which was fun to do. There's an episode where uh, Pippa upstages uh, Kate when they're opening the, the Berkshire County Fair. And she ends up singing um, <laughs> songs and doing some dancing. There's a lot of dancing in the Windsors. <laughs> but uh, that, she's interesting because uh, she and uh, Camilla are probably the furthest from their actual characters. Uh, I mean, and it's really because we've got no idea what Pippa and Camilla are actually like. So we just made it up. Uh, so Pippa and Camilla are both absolutely uh, evil femme fatales. Uh, I mean, Camilla is basically Cruella de Vil. And uh, Pippa, I don't know, you know, well, she's <laughs> she's like uh, a young Bette Davis or I don't know. She's she's utterly evil as well. Uh, but I'm sure in real life, Pippa's uh, not that evil. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Two characters that are conspicuous by their absence are the Queen and Prince Philip. Yes. Although well, Philip makes from... an... Sorry. Well, no, Philip makes the occasional uh, uh, a, a note or a telegram, uh, and um, he's uh, you know he's always slightly watered down. Uh, you know, he'll say funny foreigners instead of whatever he might have said in real life. But uh, he's uh, you know just a uh, an abusive and crotchety mm. old man, but uh, in our but in a charming way. But uh, he does he does appear. And with the with the queen, was that a very conscious decision that um, not to include her? And what was the kind of motivation behind that? Yeah, I think it, I think way back when we were um, first thinking of it, I think we did think about, it and we thought maybe um, June Brown. Is it June Brown from EastEnders? Yes. Or thought, Barbara Windsor? Or Barbara Windsor, yeah, someone like that. Um, but then I think we just thought. Um, you know, she's everyone loves her so much, and she, you know, that it would just be a bit, you know, a bit wrong to sort of take the Mickey out of her. Um, uh, you know, no, yeah, yeah, and she doesn't, she's put, just, she, yeah, she doesn't get it wrong as much as uh, everybody else. Uh, and you know, you obviously don't hear very much from her, really, but uh, mm. everybody else is you know, doing stuff that you can really point at and go, oh, oh they've, they've done that wrong, <laughs> but the Queen <laughs> is sort of roughly, uh. You know, she's roughly doing her job. Uh, I mean, she was quite nice yesterday. I'm sure lots of people liked that, you know, her address to the nation. Mm. You know, pouring oil on troubled waters. Filling the <laughs> vacuum now Boris is in hospital. Is it, is it weird for you guys watching something like that address to the nation, which is kind of both a momentous historic moment and part of a, a you know, a, a an institution that you send up a little bit like do you, what do you what do you take do you take something kind of societal uh, I find, from it i find it very weird i find and like when um 
at the royal wedding and and I, I just remember thinking that day I've got, I've got this weird link to these people because I spend half my life thinking about them and taking the mickey out of them and now she's getting married it's just a really weird way to spend your time um uh, over to you, George. Well, no, I mean, I, I uh, watched the uh, the address to the nation yesterday, and I, you know, uh, it was, um, you know, it was it was very nice in a way. But uh, I'm sure, you know, considering the coverage it got, I think that was on the news before it said uh, Boris Johnson had gone into hospital, uh, which I found a bit odd. It might have been simply because Boris had only just gone into hospital, but it, it did seem a bit. Um, uh, give a lot, a lot of prominence, really. Um, but you know, uh, I, spe- I mean, obviously, this crisis affects people. I'm sure they found the Queen reassuring. I'm sure you know that was all, all very good for them, actually. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think I'd have watched it if I hadn't, if we weren't doing this show. Uh, nice as it was. Yeah. Um- <laughs> Diana, one of our listeners asks, are you worried about meeting a member of the royal family in real life? Do you think you might be uh, in trouble or sent to the tower? I'm worried I'm about... Wor- <laughs> <laughs> I think reflexes... I think the postman, let alone the, the royal family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, bumping into anybody at the moment is a, <laughs> is a bad thing. That's very true. That's very true. Um, yeah. I was, try- I was trying to think as well. The Tyndalls and Sophie, are they other folk who've not featured in your kind of royal sphere so far? They haven't, although I think we we considered the Tyndalls at one point. Uh, we may even have written something for them. Um, but I don't, we, we've just got such a huge cast. Um, it, you know, it's just like... You know, it, it's hard enough servicing all the characters we've got um, on top of introducing uh, new ones. Um, and it's kind of like with with Sophie. I mean, we've so, in our world, Edward is this sort of solo chap who's 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 a big sort of loser, and uh, uh, he just seems to be not married in our world for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> any great any great thought? It just sort of just happened, really. <laughs> Yeah, I think Maria Grady, one of our listeners, she's keen for him to have a bit of a, a rewrite now. She's like, why did he make Prince Edward, Edward hopeless and a family outcast when the opposite seems to be true? And it does, it does, it does feel like there is a shift happening in the royal family a little bit at the moment. You know, Sophie, Sophie's doing a lot of work and uh, maybe, maybe there's a changing, changing times as things evolve. Well, oh, that's well, escaped well, us. Yes. <laughs> So, we'll so Edward's doing a lot of useful things. <laughs> I didn't even realise. Well, Sophie, um, Sophie definitely, and Edward, Edward is coming more to the fore. And with Harry, Andrew stepped back. Harry and Meghan are off out of the country, so there's going to be a, a shifting of the tech, royal tectonic plates. So it's, uh, oh, sorry, I was just going on about um, so <laughs> gallery in Chichester, and uh, they were closing it because Prince Edward was coming for a visit with Sophie. And I was just thinking, you know, does anyone, you know, don't they want like Wills and Kate? And isn't it just that thing of being like a, aren't they just always like the second string royals? And and, and that must be, um, you know, just a, an odd position to be in, being one of the sort of minor royals. 
Yeah, it must be awful for Edward. Every time he turns up, they're just people vaguely disappointed. Oh, right, it's you. It's you. <laughs> it must be awful. Yeah. Um, Princess Anne, it's best. we've not talked about her very much yet. I think she's a favourite with people as well. She's an absolute um, titan in your series, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, she's she's sort of based on what she might be like. She, you know, she's very um, austere and um, doesn't turn the heating on. Um, yes, yeah, so she, she's she's probably one of the ones who's, who's closer to the real thing than than not. Yes, and it's a lot down to Vicky Pepperdine, who plays her on that one, uh, um, <laughs> who uh, brought along these uh, these teeth. Uh, on the first day and we basically wrote it around these teeth um so she's um yeah she's as bert says she's uh, somebody who doesn't uh take an awful lot of um, interest in herself and uh, i suppose she's a little bit like is it mrs danvers in rebecca we always think of her yeah. a bit like that yes <laughs> she's uh, very very austere until david beckham shows up oh well yes yes, yes. He melts. Uh, he melts. Pretty so. summer dresses and uh, hairs down. Yes. <laughs> mm. Well, big, big changes. So, in terms of um, how you see it, the, the royal family have had a fairly turbulent twelve months. They're kind of stepping, stepping away from the, the show now. Like, how do you, how do you see their kind of place in Britain today, and why so many people, both, I guess, like to like to see that they are there and also do still enjoy whether it's the kind of parody dynasty that you that you guys bring to it or just the sort of more bog standard celebrity following their following their comings and goings and looking at their fashion the fashion in the pictures you know why why do you think the royal family has remained such a, a major part for britain uh oh well uh i i think People just have to fill newspapers, really. I, don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I really don't know. <laughs> I um I can't believe there are, are well actually I I know that there are a lot of monarchists around, but I mean it, it it always slightly baffles me that people are as interested. Um, I think it. I don't think people look at look or read about them in a reverential way. I think they're just interested in the same way they are interested at the Kardashians. So, uh, um. Yeah, I, sorry, I was going to say maybe other people, like my mum, um, who's, uh, she's in her 80s, and she, she sort of really identifies with the Queen. She sort of, um, she, she talks a lot about the royal family. She's got dementia, I should say, but, um, uh, uh, but, but the, the royal family really, have, you know, they seem to be very important to her. But with, with the younger people, um, I think they're just interested in them, like George was saying, in the sort of Kardashian kind of world. So, um, I don't know, it's interesting. I think to older people, they mean a lot. They, they, it's because they, they kind of live through stuff with them, um, the war and all that sort of stuff. I mean, they are really very like the Kardashians, really, because the Kardashians don't seem to do anything either. Uh, whereas, you know, if it, if it was a film star, at least they bring out a film every now and then and you might be interested in what that's going to be like. But, you know, it literally is their life and just, uh, you know, what are they doing now in their life? But uh, it's it's of no relevance to anyone. Um, certainly not in a sort of constitutional way anyway. 
So do you do you, are you hoping to bring series four of the Windsors to to the world if you get commissioned or do you feel like it's run its time now Harry and Meghan have headed headed off into the sunset? I, I think it's it's the show that could run and run um, as, as, as does the institution. But yeah. <laughs> uh, living through such a crazy period now that who knows if um, if they'll even make you know when they'll start making TV shows generally again. Um, so I don't think we're really thinking about will there be a fourth season. But, but what is odd about the royal family is that when when you know when you study them as much as we do, that there's just news about them on on the lunchtime BBC News every single day. It's uh, it is absolutely extraordinary. And um, in the last six months a year, six months particularly, there've been massive royal stories, which are, you know, whether people should pay attention to them or not, they are they are big stories. Harry and Meghan leaving, Prince Andrew, um, it's, it is extraordinary. So there's certainly the material there. Um, mm. uh, have your impressions of them changed? I'm guessing that you've been paying a lot more attention to the royal news since you've been writing this series than than when you started is there anyone where you think where your perceptions have particularly changed for better or for worse on any of the um people um well i watched the the that documentary where, where wills and kate were um were with uh, that lovely old mary berry um and sort of going to their various charities and i watched that and thought you know they seem like really nice people. <laughs> that doesn't stop me thinking that they lead an absolutely bizarre life, and the institution is is archaic and uh, you know based on heredity and all those sort of irrational things. But they seem perfectly nice. And I, I find Charles interesting. I mean, I, a lot of the stuff he's interested in, I'm interested in as well, and uh, lots of people are. Uh, and I, I, you know, I. I find that, uh, you know, uh, quite admirable, really. But at the same time, I, I think, well, should you really be uh, making any of your views public, even if uh, even if uh, I happen to agree with them? So um, I like Charles, you know, I like I like them all, really. But uh, it's more a sort of you know, point of principle. Should you have a royal family? Is, uh, so is it fair to say that you'd rather continue writing about them rather than if Prince Charles rang you up and said, actually, should we swap places? You can you can come and be the next king and I'll uh, I'll hang out and write. I'll, I'll have a go at writing some uh, some comedy. Um, I'm sure it'd be much better, I'm sure. Uh, that was uh, 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 I'd, you... um, no, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be king. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I missed that. Are, are, are you suggesting a, a Prince and the Pauper style scenario? We <laughs> <laughs> swap places today. Maybe we should write that into the next season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us today and talking, talking us, talking to us about the show and some of your favourite characters. It's been fun to hear some of their origin stories and your favourites. The Windsor's Series 3 and the 1 to 3 box set are out on DVD and digital in the UK now. We think that it's currently out on Netflix in the US, just landed. So if you are still in lockdown, you can probably explore all of the series and that should give you a good few hours of total 
escapism from the current situation, which I think we can all be grateful for at the moment. So, gentlemen, thank you again for joining us. It's been thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's been great fun. So that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Sorry, I didn't manage to get all of your questions in that you sent through via the Instagram. Um, some of them arrived just afterwards. It's my own fault. I should have put the question shout out up a little bit earlier because you guys have the best questions. So it is always great to hear what you would like to know. So thanks ever so much to everybody who did send messages in, whether I was able to ask them or not. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Reminder, you can catch the show on DVD and digital in the UK now and Netflix further afield. So thanks very much for joining us and until next time. Pod save the Queen!